Welcome to No Rain Date, a community podcast about local news and people. No Rain Date is a production of Saucon Source LLC. For more local news and information, please visit SaucinSource.com. Hello, No Rain Date listeners, and welcome to episode 39 of your favorite local news and interview podcast. I'm Josh Popachak, and I'm the host of No Rain Date, as well as the publisher of Talk and Source. Thank you for reading all through January. It's been quite a month. We're excited to be heading into February in just a couple days. This is our roundup for the week ending January 30th, 2021. Weather has been big in the news this week. It's gotten a lot colder. It actually feels like January. For most of the month, it was pretty mild, and that abruptly changed just a couple days ago when the temperatures tumbled. The high on Friday was probably 25 degrees or so, and lows are well down into the teens and it might get even colder than that of course it's also been windy so there's been a pretty bad wind chill if you've been out you've had to bundle up helps to have the face masks actually because if you wear a couple of them you don't feel the cold as much and honestly we're wearing them anyway so i'm down with that (laughs) i'm wearing the warmer ones that i have of course you know If you're going to hit the ski slopes, you would probably be wearing, you know, some type of face covering anyway. And I'm sure quite a few people will be hitting the slopes this weekend. We haven't had snow really in any significant amount in January, but that might change later on Sunday into Monday. There's a lot of disagreement among the models, I guess, that the forecasters are following. And so we'll just kind of have to wait and see how it pans out. But there is the chance for a snowstorm to develop in the mid-Atlantic area. And it's just not clear where exactly it will go. I guess at this point, Friday, they are looking at it being sort of south of the Lehigh Valley, more towards Philly and and south of there. But we'll see. Uh, It's something that people are keeping an eye on for sure. It would be the right time of the year for that if you like snow you'll definitely be following that forecast and it could result in a snow day too if we get that the kids haven't had an actual snow day local local students haven't had a snow day yet this year i don't believe but um, my understanding is that even though the virtual learning is taking place for some students in all districts anyway due to covid19 If there is a snow day, they won't have virtual learning just so that the little ones can sort of enjoy the concept of a snow day, which which is a nice idea. It's not going to hurt anybody. Of course, COVID, as I mentioned, continues to be in the news. Saucon Valley School District Superintendent Craig Butler announced this week that the district is continuing to monitor the case numbers in the elementary and middle schools, especially The middle school, I believe, had had five cases in a 14-day rolling period. And if they would reach six, then it triggers the closure of the school for cleaning and sanitation under Pennsylvania Department of Education guidelines. That's based on the number of students in the school. I think it's those guidelines are for schools with like 500 to 900 students. It's different based on the number of students and probably other factors as well. So uh, it can be a little complicated, but so far so so good. Uh, we haven't heard about any need to close the school for cleaning, and hopefully that remains the case. The other big story is with vaccine distribution, which has been a little chaotic due to the fact that there's much more demand than supply. The state of Pennsylvania did not really help that situation by expanding the eligible classifications of people to include 16 to 64-year-olds with 
certain medical or underlying health conditions. They did that earlier in the week. And of course, that resulted in a huge increase in demand, even though the supply wasn't there. And that has to do with the federal government because they're supplying the states with the vaccine. So what we have now is the state sort of got ahead of itself and the hospitals and pharmacies and other distribution locations are having to turn people away, basically, or telling them that we can't accommodate you right now. Uh, Even though the state says you are eligible right now, we don't have the vaccine available. So they are basically continuing to vaccinate people over 65, in some cases over 75, and other, you know, individuals who qualify, such as frontline workers in healthcare and, and other professions, they are eligible. They're continuing to get vaccinated. Of course, for most of the vaccine, types of vaccine, you have to get two doses. So that's another issue. There has to be enough supply to provide a second dose for the individual once they have the first dose. And I think it's ideally you're going to get that second dose like two weeks after the first dose, but it could be up to six weeks. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of reporting on this issue, of course, and we're trying our best to provide information to everybody about where they can find the vaccine and register for it. We had an article the other day that Johnny wrote, Johnny Hart, our reporter, that talks about the Pennsylvania website, pa.gov, which has information about where you can get the vaccine on it. You do have to pay attention, though, to the color of the locations because there are red circles and green circles. The red means that there's none available, green available, but with an asterisk because it may not be available even though you're eligible under the current state level that we're at, which is, I believe, 1B. So you can visit PA.gov. There's a lot of other information in our story about where to find the vaccine. Hospital networks such as St. Luke's and LVHN are encouraging people to register with them for the vaccine so that when they have the supplies and you are eligible, you will get a notification to set up an appointment. I would encourage everybody to do that. It certainly won't hurt anything to do that. If you happen to get it sooner somehow, then, you know, you can, you know, cancel that appointment later or let them know when they when they call to let you know that you can have an appointment. But it certainly it behooves everybody to Try and stay up on the news regarding this, uh, not only for yourself, but for your loved ones. I know many people have elderly parents or grandparents, and they're trying to get them the vaccine. And we certainly want the people who need it most to get it the the soonest. And that's, I think, what everybody wants. But because there's been no central or federal plan for the overall distribution throughout the country, that's partly why we're seeing the issues that we are in. It's different from state to state, and, and I really couldn't tell you how other states are doing in comparison to Pennsylvania. Some may be doing better, but every state is also different with different demographics, logistics, you know, so on. So it can be difficult to compare two states, I think, when it comes to that. But we'll continue to report on the vaccine distribution, of course. In other news, of course, the Fallout from the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol continues, not only in Washington, but all throughout the country. The FBI continues to make arrests related to that. We had a story earlier in the week about a teacher from Allentown who was not part of the insurrection, as far as everybody knows. He traveled to attend the rally that was held before the insurrection happened. The rally was held at the Ellipse in Washington, which is about a mile or a mile and a half from the Capitol. And that was a very large event. Of course, former President Donald Trump spoke at it, along with others, to dispute the election results and falsely claim that Trump had won once again. A number of people from 
Pennsylvania and, of course, the Lehigh Valley Poconos traveled to attend this. Uh, many of them went down on buses, and apparently that was what the Allentown teacher, Jason Moorhead, did. He appeared on CNN in an interview with host Michael Smirkonish last weekend and was open about the effect that the Allentown School District suspending him has had. Uh, he was critical of, of their decision to suspend him in light of the fact that he did not participate in the Capitol storming and discussed how that has hurt his name, his reputation, of course. The interesting thing, though, is that he was identified through social media posts that he himself put up and later deleted, but they were on Facebook and they were public. And one of them, which was shown during the segment, he's wearing a Make America Great Again hat and carrying a flag. And of course, you know, this has brought up the, the conversation about free speech. Of course, he has a right, like anybody does, to peacefully protest as an American under the First Amendment. However, teachers are also under more scrutiny in many cases when it comes to how they choose to exercise that right. That's understandable because they are responsible for educating and to some degree molding young minds. There are a lot of concerns uh, related to this particular case and many others, and I'm sure that's going to continue to be a topic of conversation. It will be interesting to see what the Allentown School District's final statement is about Jason Moorhead. They did not name him in announcing his suspension. He was the one to confirm that. He obviously felt that enough people already knew that the announcement referred to him, that, that it made sense for him to talk about it on a national news network. And it has been quite a, a topic of conversation throughout the area. I'm sure it will continue to be. The whole issue regarding, you know, politics and government and how they intersect with public education has been a hot one lately. The fact that Saucon Valley did not show the inauguration live to students, uh, high school students rather, but only showed it to elementary and middle school students, certainly raised questions in my mind about you know, whether politics played a role in that decision. It, it shouldn't have. I think the district may have been concerned, and, and this is just conjecture on my part, but may have been concerned about parents viewing the inauguration through a political lens, when in actual fact it's history happening live. It's a peaceful transfer of power, and it was even more significant in 2021 because of the insurrection that had happened just two weeks beforehand. So I do not see it as a political event. I think by censoring it, they actually politicized it more when it wouldn't have been politicized at all. So. I think it was a missed opportunity for students to learn about their democracy from something uh, happening live, and I think that's a shame. We did have an editorial about that. You can read that on SaucanSource.com. In local police news, the Lower Saucon Township Police Department announced this week that they are beginning to wear body cameras. This has been discussed in the township in recent years. It's certainly not a new out-of-the-blue decision. The technology, of course, has been around for years. Many police departments throughout the country, as well as other departments in the area, already use body cameras. So basically, the announcement was just giving the local community a heads up that the cameras will be in use by all officers who already have cameras in their vehicles, which are used, and it will be beginning Saturday, January 30th that those will go into use. You can find more information about it in our story and on the Lower Saucon Township Police Department's Crime Watch website, which is a great tool that they use to help keep the community informed about everything from lost dogs to suspicious activity, maybe a fraud that's being perpetrated by somebody in, in the community or uh, identity theft. They regularly post new topics. They also share information about arrests. 
you can subscribe to their crime watch on the website just google uh, lower Saucon township police and you'll find it and then you'll get updates through your email i believe you can also get text updates as well so it's it's very useful and i recommend it in sports Saucon wrestling continues to be dominant they pounced on the palisades pirates and Gave them a bit of a schooling, you could say. They're certainly making a lot of Panther parents proud and having a, another great season. Of course, Saucon is traditionally dominant in wrestling. 2020 and 2021 is no exception. It's a little different this year with COVID-19, but safety precautions are being taken. Also, a shout-out to the female wrestlers on the team. I believe there are three on Saucon's squad. And they are really kicking some butt. Sophia Real is one of the the top in her weight category, which I believe is 113. She's really amazing, and but they all are. And and it's interesting to see how the sport has evolved to welcome more female competitors, not just at Saucon, but at many other schools in the area. In business news, Yanni's Taverna, as you may know, reopened in November. They were all set to have their official reopening and ribbon-cutting with the Hellertown Lower Saucon Chamber of Commerce earlier in the week. However, the weather did not cooperate. This was scheduled for Tuesday, and of course that day was when we had some sleet, freezing rain. It did end up getting very icy that night, I know, because I was out in it, and they made the wise decision to postpone the ribbon-cutting event to... Tuesday, February 9th at 5.30. Everybody's invited to come out and attend that, celebrate with them. I know it's going to be a a fun time. If you've never been to Yanni's before, we have a story that shares some background information about the restaurant. It's been around in one form or another for about 45 years. If you've been in the area for a long time, you'll probably know that many years ago it was known as Gus's Crossroads. And then I think about... 15 years ago, it was renamed Yanni's Taverna and became more of a uh, upscale Greek slash Mediterranean restaurant. They had a fire in June of 2017, and that closed them for several years. I believe they were going to open last spring, in the spring of 2020, but then COVID delayed it even further due to construction being behind so they finally reopened in November I haven't been in there yet but we have some photos and and it looks absolutely gorgeous inside their menu is full of Greek specialties so if you like Greek food which I love you'll definitely want to make plans to visit they're open for dinner except for Sunday when they open earlier and I believe they have brunch as well so Check out our story about Yanni's. And then finally, we have an update on the site about the Music in the Park Summer Concert Series in Hellertown. Representatives from the Chamber presented information about their plans for this year's series to Hellertown Borough Council on January 19th. They are preparing to have hopefully five concerts once again this year. The entire series was canceled in 2020 due to the pandemic. There's some difficulty in planning this year's series due to the ongoing uncertainty about COVID-19, but the plan is to have these concerts with safety precautions in place if necessary at that time, such as masking and distancing or limits on seating capacity in the park. Of course, the concerts are held in Dimmick Park at the Band Shell. They have already announced four of the five bands that they hope to have. We have those names in our story. The food vendors and other details will be announced once the dates get closer. The first concert isn't until early June, so it's a ways off, but you might want to put it on your calendar just to give yourself something to look forward to. They're a lot of fun. One band that's there every year is the Large Flowerheads, which has a big following in the Lehigh Valley. They're like a 60s and 70s cover band and really fun uh, if you like the oldies and the you know bubblegum pop sort of folk and folk rock 
uh, classics from that era. I think you'll you'll enjoy them if you haven't heard them yet. So we will, of course, have much more information about music in the park and other events that are being planned for this summertime in the near future. And that's our roundup for this week, January 30th, 2021. And we hope you have a great start to your February. Here at Sock and Source, our mission is to provide information and make it as available as possible to the people in our community. A large part of that is a public service. And we're grateful for the support we have from local advertisers because that revenue helps keep the information flowing to you, our readers and listeners. Local news production does cost money, and that's why we've also introduced a voluntary membership option on Sock and Source, and we'd like to tell you a little more about that. Essentially, the membership is a recurring monthly contribution that shows your support for the work that we're doing. It helps guarantee that the information will remain free and accessible to you as well as to others in our community. And it also helps fund our future growth. Sock and Source is growing and we're expanding our coverage area. The more support we receive from the community, the better coverage we can provide and the more useful the site will be to you. So that's why we would invite you to visit our membership page on the website sockandsource.com. You can do that by clicking on join under my sock and source, which you'll see on the right side of your screen if you're on a desktop or at the bottom of any article page. You'll see several membership options, including a monthly membership for $7, a four-month membership for $25, or a yearly membership for $70. These are strictly voluntary contribution levels and they're not any part of a paywall. There's no requirement to contribute, but we are grateful for those who have already done so and we hope that you will consider purchasing a membership in the future. Doing so is quick and easy. You can do it securely online and you can cancel at any time. Thank you again to all our current members and thank you for considering becoming a future member. It's my pleasure this week on No Rain Date to have a friend and fellow business owner here in Hellertown with us, Brittany DeShane, who is the owner of BB DeShane Fine Men's Salon and Beauty Company on Main Street in Hellertown. Welcome. Hi, guys. It's Brittany here from BB DeShane. Thank you for joining us. Brittany and I first met about a year ago and it seems like longer than that because so much has transpired since then but you were in the process of of opening your new salon and then things sort of covid started happening so well you did open right and then you kind of had to close for a little bit yes so we are our first official day of business was actually january 28th of 2020 so we were open for about six weeks, and then we closed on March 14th for what I thought was going to be two weeks. I remember sitting in the reception area and calling my landlord being like, hey, I don't really know what's going on, but I think we're going to be closed for two weeks. Like, you know, we're going to just play it by ear, I guess. And then three and a half months later, we reopened on July 1st. Hmm. So it was a, you know, rough start as a new business owner, but we made it. Right. You sound you sound so like calm and recalling that. Like were you like nerve wracked at the time? Like or at first, no. To be honest with you, I really wasn't because I I truly did think I think like so many people that it was just gonna be two weeks. I was like, Oh no biggie, like it'll be fine. We'll re- close for two weeks. We gotta do what we gotta do to keep everybody safe and then we'll reopen. And then as time went on I started to really get nervous because you know we have over 15 employees here and it's there's a lot of people that I'm responsible for and I I wanted to make sure that not only I was able to continue living out my dream of finally opening my own salon after being a stylist for over 10 years but also like that all these people that were loyal and talented and like these awesome girls that wanted to take on this new risk with me had a place to come back to. So that started to kind of wear on me while we were closed. But I decided to come into the salon and I did a ton of construction on the space. So I built 
a 10 by 10 foot flower wall, like with single flowers on, and then that's on the women's side of our salon, this beautiful flower wall. I painted a bunch. I did like a geometric wall. I, you know, I, like everybody, I was watching TikTok and it, and playing Pinterest <laughs> and Instagram. So I was like, oh, I can do a geometric wall. Yeah, it's going to be great. So I did that. We had our, like our signage made. I, I actually learned how to build a website, like how to code the back end of it. I learned how to do all that because I was like, well, I can't really afford to pay someone to do our website anymore. So I'm going to, but I have plenty of time on my hands suddenly. So I'm going to learn how to do it and then do it myself. That's awesome. <laughs> So it kept me busy. <laughs> yeah. Well, just the website, you know, learning can, that, that can be pretty time consuming. And you do have a great website. I did not know that you did all that. It looks Thank very, you. very professional. Yeah. And it's bbdeshane.com for anybody that wants to visit it. It's your gateway, you know, to the to the world really along with your social media and all of the different services that you provide which are extensive are highlighted on the website so i want to start by saying that you know even though you are a men's salon that's sort of like the first descriptor in your name you also are a full service women's salon and you also specialize in bridal hair and makeup too or that's correct yep here so yeah those are really the three segments to our business so an interesting kind of background i was a stylist at a high-end men's only salon locally for a little over 10 years i did that while i was actually going to college for business so i worked at the men's salon and then all throughout college and in addition to that about halfway through, I decided to start a, a on-location hair and makeup company. So that's where the bridal piece comes in. It was something that I was able to, I was really passionate about makeup as well as the men's hair. I really liked barbering in general, anything from fades to long men's hair, all the pomades and just learning how to style men's hair. I was always really interested in that in beauty school. So it just kind of felt natural to me mm-hmm. to go into that while I was in college. And then the bridal end of it kind of popped up because I, I, I didn't want to forget, although I didn't want to do women's hair on the regular while I was in college, I just thought that that would be stressful to, to take on as a college student. I still didn't want to kind of forget how to do it. So I continued doing women's hair on the weekends. I worked for, as a freelance artist for Look Models in Bethlehem. Uh, they're okay. like a local talent agency. And one thing kind of led to another, and I ended up making a lot of really great connections with other artists through that, and I decided to open my own on-location bridal hair and makeup company, so we would travel right to the venue wherever the bridal party was getting ready, and my team and I would do all the hair and makeup for the bride and her girls mm-hmm. and get them ready. We would perform a trial beforehand for the bride at the salon space that I was renting at the time. Yeah. Like but how f- a lot of those girls that I worked with did women's hair on the regular the way that I did men's hair on the regular. So that's oh. where the women's hair piece comes into play. Right. Now, how far would you travel to do bridal hair and makeup? Did you have like a certain, do you have a certain radius or just depends? No, we've actually been everywhere. I've been to Hawaii, as far as Hawaii, um, on a wedding, which was really a great opportunity for us. We, we do take on destination weddings. So that's always really fun. I'm able to like advertise when a bride inquires with our team. We have one booked this coming season for one in Virginia Beach already. And we certainly obviously service the whole Lehigh Valley area. So we're preferred vendors at Hotel Bethlehem and several other venues, Blue Mountain, you know, just to name a few, Morgan Hill and Easton. So we, we work with different venues all throughout the Lehigh Valley and beyond, anywhere from as far as Hawaii. <laughs> I think I need to connect with you to, to start selling some wedding announcements or something for Sock and Source, because then we can have the pictures yeah. and, and it'll say hair by BB DeShane and, you know, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be so, that's such a great idea. I think that would be awesome. I know one of my clients, he used to be the general manager over at the Steel Club. Yeah, I know Tom. Um, but then they, 
Yeah, so Tom is one of my clients here and has been. He was my he st- he stuck with me as we're we're so fortunate, like so many of our clients did. So I've been doing Tom care for I, I think about five years. I don't know, Tom, if you're listening, you can correct me later. But I think <laughs> it's been about five years. But he was just been like a week ago, and he's really great. So he's you know still working for the Spark Brothers, just I think in a little bit different role with mm-hmm. COVID and stuff. But yeah, we've done plenty of weddings at the Steel Club as well, and. It's, Which is a beautiful It's really venue. great. The weddings are really fun. Yeah. And it kind of segued into then. So now it's like then I open BB to Shane, and I have the men's background. The my coworkers who have I've worked alongside with for a decade, also have the men's specialty background. And then we have the hair and makeup bridal team that I built together. I started that in 2017. So, you know, that's now four years in, mm-hmm. and those girls who came with us, they have over a decade of experience in women's hair, cuts, colors, balayage, foilage, highlighting. So it really was kind of like the perfect fit. And I was like, well, this space is big enough that we can have two totally separate private salon floors. So we have one whole salon floor that's basically a high-end barbershop just for men. And then on the other side of a curtain, there's a whole separate salon space that's really beautiful and, and girly and pink and the flower walls there and that's our women's salon floor and there's five stations on each side yes and and yes and it's it's a when you first when i first visited the the thing that struck me and i should and i should back up and mention that that you are in part of a building that is historic in hellertown it was the movie theater in town for many many years and about six or seven years ago, I think, it was sold and renovated. And one side is now a dental office. And the side that you are in was sort of set up to be a salon, but then that never opened. Is that right? Correct. Yep, exactly that. So we it sat vacant for a while, which is so unfortunate because it's beautiful. But it isn't really, we're in a 3,000 plus square foot space, so it's a lot you know, if somebody was moving in as like a new stylist or business owner opportunity with one or two stylists, it would it was like the perfect fit for us mm-hmm. with the uh, the space opportunity. Right. I'm so glad that we have it because we have plenty of room in terms of COVID. You know, there it's an open concept. There are high ceilings. It's a really great space that helps us feel safe. You know, everybody has plenty of air. <laughs> right, and <laughs> you do not great. you're not bumping um, into people at all, like. I've noticed, like, because exactly. it's so big. Yeah, no matter how busy we are, everyone has. When I went, you know, when we were in lockdown and I was trying to make sure everything was set up properly for COVID and I was returning with, you know, everything that was going to, like, keep us safe, keep our clients safe. And I started to measure the stations because I was like, oh, I need to make sure they're six feet apart. I'm going to have to move them. And I measured all the stations. They were already, just the way they were set up already, they were over six feet apart. I was like, oh, wow. oh well, that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that that's a great example of, of something that turned out to be a, a silver lining, I guess, just having having that extra space. You're right. I mean, typical salon is, is not anywhere close to that, at least not around here. They tend to be smaller. So, And as far as your other COVID procedures, you really have it down. I mean, when you arrive there, you must call in. You're met at the front door. Somebody immediately takes your temperature and then you wash your hands, and then you are basically good to go. And of course, you have to wear a mask. But I, I mean, it's consistent too, and and I appreciate that. I'm sure many of your customers do. Is that the sense that you get? Absolutely. Yeah, it was super important to me. You know, I just want to make sure everybody's safe. We're servicing a lot of people. We were fortunate in that we're, we're very busy. Today alone, we had over 50 people in and out of our doors has a lot of people to see him one day and it puts extra pressure on us to make sure that we're creating an environment that keeps everybody safe so i think keeping the door locked is you know it's unfor- in one way it's unfortunate because it makes it a- when we initially opened before covid you know we're offering complimentary beer wine champagne soda tea coffee water bottled water my family's italian and so anytime anyone comes over it's like we need to feed you and water you. <laughs> um, you know, like it's all about like making every your guests feel comfortable. I'm like, you're right. hungry? No, you're not hungry. Okay, I'm gonna feed you anyway. 
So that's kind of a bummer in that it's a little bit different that we have to, you know, like keep the door locked. Of course, we can't ha- have any beverage service right now because we have masks on. Right. But it's kind of our new normal, just like everywhere. And it's just, although it's a bummer, it's like t- keeping people safe takes precedence. Right. Period. So just like you said, keeping the door locked just helps. A, it helps prompt our staff to sanitize the handles of the door after each and every use. Every time they're over there, they know to sanitize it. And then B, it just ensures that no one enters without a mask or a temperature check. So to your point, it keeps it consistent because there's no sense. I was very adamant when we reopened and we had a team meeting about this that I wasn't putting these protocols in place like for the effect. You know, like, okay, well, now we're safe. Like, no, we actually have to be safe. So um, we actually even have two we have two break rooms for our staff so that no one has a mask off around even one another. Only one person's allowed in the break room at a time just because, you know, it's just important to really think through and make sure that we're, we're keeping everybody safe. We can all get through this and move on with our lives. We're so close, hopefully to the end of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, you know, just, just, or Let's at least progressing to, yeah, at least progressing to another level where things are, it's easier to function. You know, it might not be the end exactly. per se, but. It may be not the end. I'm being super optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that ends like tomorrow, right, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> Headline on Sock and Source. Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I had a dream about that. It's going to be the headline tomorrow. <laughs> COVID's over. Yeah, no, that'll be that'll be a day to remember for sure, or whatever whatever the headline is, it'll be a good day. But yeah, I mean, I appreciate the the thought that you have put into it, and you know, even with like you know men's grooming, you know, facial hair is a big thing now, and I know you you told me that you kind of took time to think about whether you were going to offer you know beard trimming services again, and you did ultimately decide to do that, but with protocols in place to keep people safe. So that to me is, is the way to do it. Yeah, I think you are. Male clientele were certainly excited when we released that we were opening up beard trims again. It took me a little while, you know, just because the nature of only one of us having a mask on inherently increases risk. So I was concerned about that. With the CDC and our State Board of Cosmetology released, updated information that a allowed us to offer beer trims again because for a while there we weren't able to mm-hmm. as well as facials any services that required us to wear to for the client to remove the mask we actually weren't allowed to for quite some time but we about a month ago they released a statement that we are allowed to again so it was like great now it's kind of up to me which is nice but also i just wanted to make sure we were doing so in a, in a way that keeps everybody safe so we do offer the option for beard trims to be done in a private room if the client feels most comfortable. If the men's floor is crowded at that time, we just take them into a private room just because I, I think that's what's best. And then, of course, we as the stylist, we keep our mask on and we also wear either face shield or safety glasses just to prevent contact with hair that sometimes when you trim beards, the hair kind of goes everywhere. So right. it's not unlikely for it to come flying at your eyes or... But it's great. I'm, I'm happy that we're doing good again because, oh my goodness, at all of our our men, their beards were looking like they needed some attention for sure when they removed that mask. So I'm happy we're able to do it finally. Guilty over here. Guilty as charged. <laughs> um, yeah, and in addition to that, some of the other services you offer for men and women are like manicures, pedicures, and guys, you know, you, you don't have to, you know, Pretend that you don't like it. <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't enjoy being pampered? You know, you offer uh, waxing services for men, and you have massage available. Tell us a little bit more about those services and anything else that I might have missed. Manicures and pedicures. We, we do a lot of couples manicures, which is really cool because we have a private room with three pedicure units, in, so it's nice for honestly, it's nice for everyone, men and women particularly couples, but really anyone who's just looking for a little bit more private of an experience. And, and also luxury, our pedicure units are bigger, 
they're really high quality. We uh, undergo rigorous sanitation procedures between uh, before and after every pedicure that's performed. And then we also have a manicure table that we'll bring the manicure table in and we'll kind of swap so they can do like a, a mani-pedi and kind of swap spaces. Okay. Um, use several nail technicians. And then moving on from the nail room, our next room is what we call our green tranquility room. And that's one there. If I do a geometric wall in, we have greenery arbor in there. We have a beautiful like modern bath repair. Um, in that room, we offer waxing, facials, and massage. We have several estheticians on our team. Uh, estheticians are our folks who are licensed in the care of skin. So that's anywhere from keeping your skin health, like diagnosing skin issues hmm. in terms of like cystic acne and, and, and helping to clear up acne and treat any kind of like pigmentation issues with skin. Anywhere from that to just like a feel good facial. If you just want a spa day, you're looking for something to feel good, we can care that too. And then massage and waxing are offered in that room. And then we have Bonsonali. A brow and lash room. So in that room, we do lash extensions. We offer brow waxing and tinting. And then a new service that's really popular in some of the bigger cities and it's starting to catch on in local communities called brow lamination. It's basically like like a blowout or a perm for your eyebrows. So it's not it, – it, and you wind up with a similar look to – A perm like, for your eyebrows? But it involves, like, no tattooing. Yeah. I'm picturing like Bob Ross's hair like on my eyebrows. Like <laughs> Well, we use like this tiny, tiny, teeny little brush and we comb all the eyebrow hairs into their perfect place and then we tint them to make them a little bit dark, like slightly darker so they just appear thicker, like fuller, not sparse in any areas. Like they just appear more even. And then we apply a chemical solution that sets those hairs into that place where we use our tiny brush to comb them. And wow. it lasts six to eight weeks. And then you come back and have it redone. I think we might need like to do a, do a story about this, like a little investigation. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. <laughs> People all the time are like, wait, so what? Like, it's actually, the client was here right now, the blog officer, she's like, so tell me more about the brow lamination. And I went to that whole thing, and she just goes, so tell me more about the brow lamination. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? It's good if you have eyebrows that are like sort of disappearing, is that right? Or non existent? Yeah, so basically, it's just like no one comes out with their eyebrow. I mean, very few people come out with their eyebrows, which is perfect, you know? Right. It's, it's just we wax them to shape them. And then instead of trimming them to like down to nothing, we use that length on your eyebrow to our advantage and we kind of over direct long hair into areas where you might have kind of like a bald spot. And then we put the solution in that keeps that long hair in its place. So that's what I mean by a blowout for your eyebrows. Like when you get a blowout, its purpose is to kind of fluff your hair and make it look more voluminous, make it look like you have the perfect shaped voluminous hair. Right. So we're essentially doing that for your eyebrows. What will they think of yeah. next? <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to have to look up some a YouTube video because I'm really curious to see that. I mean, you described it very well, but, like, I just want to see, yeah, like, the before and after. And there are plenty of photos on our Instagram, too. So, at BB, so not so much on our events page, which we should we should honestly post. See, the problem with that is it's just like Manny Petty. The guys do it, and they love it. And we have probably split times to clientele in terms of, like, male versus female for our waxing services and our nail services, facials, and massage. But the guys don't want to, like, advertise it. So we only have photos of the women getting their brow laminations and pedicures. Because the guys that come in are like, oh, I think I'm good with putting that, you putting that on social media. And we're like, okay, but we know you love it. All of a sudden, they're, yeah, like, super private people. Like, Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, calm down. <laughs> now, do you, you do kids, too, right? You do kids haircuts? Yeah, we do. We have lots of kids. Actually, that's one of the areas where we've experienced a lot of growth and here in Hellertown, especially. Like, lots of locals are coming in and bringing their kids. <laughs> Funny. I almost feel like they're bringing their kids and they're like, well, I'll bring you and see how it goes. 
see how I like the spot. And then if I like it and they don't mess your hair up, I'll come back. Oh, like the guinea pig effect. <laughs> exactly. They're like, you know, we'll try it out. I'm just, I'm teasing, but it is kind of funny because we've had plenty of people come in with their kids and then they end up booking appointments, like moms primarily. And they mm-hmm. end up booking appointments for their kids as well. I think for themselves as well, after their kids are in, they're like, oh, this place is pretty legit. It's really beautiful. I think I could trust it. And they come back and have their hair, you know, highlighted, balayage, cut. And and it's great. Then we just, you know, we are gaining family. Right. Which is pretty awesome. Yeah, I think there was a father and son the other day when I was there. I noticed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a father. We have lots of fathers and sons that come in together. And we actually... So we're right across the street, kind of diagonally from the Mediterranean restaurant, and their whole family actually comes to us. So we have both owners, the husband and wife, and then the sister who works there comes, and then the daughter comes as well. So so that's really cool. That's an example of, like, it started with one person. We, we absolutely love, love, love their food. And we're oh, my God. And we all the time. Me too. Great um, restaurant. And then Andy's. Andy's is across the street, the flower shop, and we get flowers from them all the time. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about, you know, being in Hellertown now that you've been here almost exactly a year. You're not from Hellertown originally, but you found the community to be welcoming and, and all that. Absolutely. Yeah. I've so great. I'm from Easton. So I was born and raised in Easton. I went to Easton High School. And then our stylists are kind of from all, all over. We have one stylist who lives here in Hellertown, but most of us don't live actually in Hellertown, but we live in the valley, you know, Bethlehem, Easton, Allentown. And when we moved to Hellertown, I wasn't sure. I wasn't wasn't sure. I really didn't, I didn't try to form an opinion one way or another, like how we would be received as a new business. But right away, Andy's, Andy Penwell's flower shop, they were one of the first to welcome us. They sent us this big, beautiful bouquet of flowers, like, welcome to the neighborhood. We're so happy to have you guys. You know, we wish you the best success. Which was so nice. Yeah. Incredible of them. Yeah, really, really nice. And then leaders sent us some really kind messages. There are our neighbors as well. And then uh, over at Main Street Gym, Kevin, who owns that, he's one of our longtime clients, one of our girls here on the men's team. She specializes in men's hair for 10 years as well. Her name's Stephanie, and she's, she met him. Like He came to, to us as a client at our old one, and then... She began training with him and still trains with him to this day. And she's been able to bring a lot of clients in from the gym, mm-hmm. which is awesome. You know, we have that connection with him. And then Lost Tavern, we have several of the staff members there that come as well. So I think we're kind of like starting to find our place in the community a little and like seep in, which is really awesome. I'm so glad that, you know, like we're new kids on the block. So, oh, we even had the owner of Maui Kitchen. Oh, yeah, Dave. Um, I know Dave. Yeah, Dave, exactly. Yeah, he came in and and came in. And we did go actually door-to-door to all, a lot of the local businesses. We we haven't quite made our way. It started to get too cold, to be honest. I was like, it was cold for you walking around. Yeah. But as soon as it was up again, we were just walking door-to-door and introducing ourselves. Kylie, our manager here, and myself, to all the local business owners. And that's how we met Dave. And he was like, I'll come in for my next haircut. So that was really cool. So yeah, long story short, I guess, is yeah, I feel like we're being very well received. We're banking with BBT right now, and they're really nice too. So, mm-hmm. in general, everyone's been great. We know a ton of people in common. <laughs> and and that's, I mean, once, if you have business owners coming in there, then that's fantastic because every business owner knows usually a huge group of people. So you're ahead of the game then. And uh I think walking around is a great idea too. I'm, I always encourage new business owners to do that, you know, because Tellertown is walkable. It has a long main street and you learn so much too about, you know, other businesses and how you can support them. And when you support another business, I find it comes back to you like five or tenfold. That's always been my experience. Absolutely. I agree. I can agree more. Especially now with COVID, like everyone. It's almost obviously COVID is not ideal in so many ways, but in other ways, I think it helps us get back to the basics of like, you know, life's rough for everybody. The, the more you can help one another out, especially small businesses, why not? 
Right. You know, we, today we had Christina and she's the owner of Silk Bridal Company in Easton over at the Silk Mill. Okay. And she's someone we've worked with before. This is her first time here, but they, they own, own a shop that sells bridal gowns. So bridal gowns, bridesmaids gowns. And she asked why she was like, you have to stop by. I want to put all your, any business literature you have, like, in our bridal shop. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I'll off that and I'll grab your, all your marketing materials and put them here. You know, like, the more we can do to, just to help one another. It's just, why not? Right. To your point, you know. You do sell, like, beauty products, men's and women's, in the front of the salon. And don't you have some that are made locally? By somebody? Yeah, we do. Um, so I'll be looking up. So, yes, we do have plenty of products for sale. So, we have pomades available for men. We have men's only shampoos and conditioners, products that help encourage men's hair growth, help prevent men's hair loss, and then styling as well for men. And then we carry a Xenosex line for both men and women called Davinette, which is a little bit more of a luxury brand. And they're sustainably sourced, green, you know, all the things, chemical-free, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we carry a product for beards called Bear Beards, like B-A-R-E. Mm-hmm. And that's by a family, a husband and wife team. Their last name is Barantino, which is where the Bear Beards come from. And they use essential oils and natural carrier like oils, like coconut oil, to create products to care for beards. So we do beard balms and beard oils by that company and that husband and wife their business is based right out of Bethlehem Hmm. so that's really cool that we're able to sell their products at our salon yeah that is really cool like I like and they work and they smell great and so many guys have beards anymore I mean it's it's more common to have a beard than not so I would think there's a lot of or growing demand for something like that because who wants a real prickly beard <laughs> that's no fun everybody who wants who has a beard wants it to be at least they might not know it but then after we spruce it up you're like oh yeah i totally see the value in having my beard well kept this is amazing right yeah and you definitely have to keep up with i mean i wanted to touch on you know the difference between doing men and, and women like and what sort of attracted you to, to doing men's hair or specializing in men's hair is it is it that there's more variety as far as like what you do because it seems like any more men get all different kinds of i was mentioning the uh the monkey tail beard to you the other day and (laughs) and i mean that's kind of silly but like it just seems like there's you know long hair short hair you know all different kinds of crazy cuts anymore Absolutely, yeah. Men, there's definitely a trend with men wanting more than just a basic haircut. It's not unusual anymore for men to want more, period. So our, we offer, so there's our classic men's haircut, which even our, our most basic men's service is 30 minutes. It's $35, and it includes the haircut as well as uh, shampoo, typically a hot towel, although right now it's a little tricky to do the hot towels with the mask. We're offering them, like you can kind of get it over in your eyes if you want to. But it's the, the haircut, a shampoo, hot towel or not, and then we blow dry your hair and style it. And it's, it's just to make sure that like every guy, it also includes a consultation prior to the haircut. So just a couple, what that means is just a fancy term for, hey, we want to talk to you about, like it's not like you're just going to sit down and we're going to do a two all over we really want to to make sure we want to hear you maybe you want maybe there's something you've been thinking about trying and you're not sure if your hair could do it we hear that a lot from guys where they're like oh i guess i'll just do the same because i don't know i don't really know what else and then we'll stop you and say like okay well let's talk about what else like what's something you've always thought about doing with your hair or better yet like this is what i think would look really great on you and you have a team full of all women stylists who on the men's side, no one has less than 10 years of experience in men's hair. And so we're really able to kind of look at a man and say, I think this would look really great on you. This would look great for your face shape. And just offer men an elevated experience that I think women are, are used to and and men aren't necessarily used to. So it's really nice to be able to, to treat everybody, for sure. And even like fading into the beard. 
right now what's really trending is it's shorter hair on the sides and then fading into longer hair on top in terms of the haircut. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of do a reverse fade into the beard. So it's that shorter fade leading into the bottom of the beard and then, you know, the bulk of the beard towards the chin. That's really cool too. It just gives us a chance to be creative with our male clientele as well. Yeah. And I think it's awesome that you do take the time to do that little consultation. Cause I think a lot of men do want something different, but they're maybe afraid to sort of verbalize it or they don't know how to. So that kind of gives them the confidence to think about something else. And, you know, I know I can be like that too, you know, or you just get stuck in a rut and you can't imagine something else. So it helps to have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And you're always like super positive with that. Oh, Josh. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, definitely. I totally get it. Like, I mean, so we're used to working with guys and we're used to the response of like, so what are we going to do today? Oh, I don't know. What did we do last time? (laughs) You know, that kind of thing, which one thing that's really great is so again, props to COVID gave me plenty of time to do my research. So I was able to try out a ton of salon software companies and we, we, I chose a really great one that our clients seem to, to be very happy with and we're certainly very happy with. It allows online booking. So you can go right to our website and then you can book online, whatever service you want. You can choose a stylist. You can see whatever times are available. If you don't have a preferred stylist, you can just choose a time. The online booking option is really great. And then it also, our software system allows us to, and I require myself and every stylist to enter notes. So when you as a client are in, we enter notes to your client card on the app through our software is at our desktop and it's also every single stylist's cell phone. So hmm. as soon as we're done with a haircut, we just grab our cell phone quick and we enter the note exactly what we did. Oh, I did a two to a four on the sides and back. I did scissors on top and this is the styling product that I used. By the way, this client really likes their eyebrows trimmed, which we include in every haircut as well. So those notes, and then it also allows us to save photos. So we'll nine out of 10 times ask a new client, hey, is it okay if I, I take a couple pictures quick and save them to your client profile? And all that is just to help ensure consistency so that the next time the client's in, whether it's with the same stylist or someone different on our men's team, they always are, are getting that consistent service because we can all see exactly what was done the previous time, almost like a doctor's office, like keeping a chart. Right. And I'd never encountered that anywhere else. So I, I mean, but I think that's great. Anything that takes the guesswork out of it, you know, and makes everybody's life yeah. easier. Because who can remember? Yeah, that's a good way to put it, the guesswork. Yeah. For sure. There's so many times the client comes in and they're like, yeah, I just thought what I had last time. And I remember before, you know, before I was having a system like this, like as a stylist feeling like, okay, great. I saw you six weeks ago or four weeks ago. <laughs> You're just kind of like, all right, I think it was a three. <laughs> like, yeah, I saw you, you know, 700 really, haircuts you know, it's ago. It's possible to remember that yeah. for everyone. So this helps take the guesswork out. No, and, and I can vouch for the online booking software's ease of use because I've used it a couple times and super easy you know whether you're on a laptop or your phone it's cool because it kind of like prompts you like with you know other services that like might go well with what you've chosen and then right am i describing that right like yeah you are so it'll say like for instance if you when you go to men's haircut services it'll show you we have it set up to be categorized so if you're looking for a men's haircut it'll you're new to the salons you don't know what we offer It'll show you all of our men's haircut services. So I described to you the classic, but we also have what we call our premium, which is like you want to come in and have a haircut, but you want to pamper yourself a little bit. So this is only five bucks more and you get 15 additional minutes. So it's a 45 minute service as opposed to 30. Mm -hmm. And we um, dip their hands in paraffin wax. We do a hand and arm massage. We do a little face massage, an extra long scalp massage. So it's basically like 15 additional minutes at the shampoo bowl of just pure massaging and pampering for five bucks. <laughs> so it gives you that option when you go to book a haircut. If you're someone who's new and you didn't know that we have that, it's kind of right. nice that you can you can kind of easily navigate that on the website. Yeah, no, definitely check out your website. Like I said, it's bbdeshane.com and also follow on Instagram because you really rock your Instagram with like, 
photos, like regular updates. You'll get all kinds of inspiration, I think, from from seeing those. Your Instagram handle is BB to Shane. We have two separate Instagram. Yep, yep. So it's BB to Shane dot Fine Men Salon and then BB to Shane dot Beauty Co. So there's right. two separate Instagram accounts, and that's just to help. Obviously, we're servicing two bodies of clientele. Right. And I'm just thinking of the men's one because that's the one I look at. But, <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> They're segregated for, for a reason. It kind of makes sense given how you have everything set up. You're on Facebook too, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're on both Instagram and Facebook. And it's the same, just Baby to Shane Find That Salon and then Baby to Shane Beauty Co. Yeah, and it's just to help. You know, we wanted to make sure that, like, if a man is going to look at our services, that they're only seeing other men's services, so that it's relevant to them, not having to scroll through like bridal up dues and makeup and brows and all kinds right. of stuff that they're not really interested in, and and vice versa for the women as well. So, so we just found it easier to set up our social that way, and it we're pretty new on social, so yeah, definitely check us out and see what we see what we have posted. We we tend to post tons of examples of work that our team has done. You know, just to kind of help people feel comfortable. It's a, it's scary going to a new stylist. So many, we have a lot of Lehigh clients as well that come mm. in and they're like, oh, you know, I live in New Jersey or wherever and the same person's been cutting my hair forever and ever and they're nervous. So it's nice for them to be able to see examples of our work ahead of time. So it's like, don't worry, <laughs> you can trust us and we promise we'll do a good job. It helps kind of put people at ease. You definitely do a great job with that. And that's important because, it, it, like you said, you're used to one thing and then it's your hair. You know, I don't care who you are. Like, it, it can, you know, make you or, or break you, like, how you feel about it. So it's yeah. understandable to be nervous. And you do everything you can to, you know, put people at ease. And I've always felt that way there. So, and just to... What are your current hours at the salon? So we're open Tuesday through Saturday. Every day is a little bit different, but generally it's like 10, 10 to 7, Tuesday through Friday, and then 9 to 3 on Saturday. Okay. We're open at like, on Tuesdays we close at 6, on Thursdays we're open till 8, Wednesdays and Fridays we're open till 7, but we open at 10, generally in the week, and mm-hmm. then Saturdays 9 to 3. All of our hours and stuff are on our website as well, and then... On Sundays and Mondays right now, we're open by appointment only. So how that operates is I just give our team the opportunity. Like if anybody wants to work, they're able to come in, they open their book, and those spots will appear in online booking. So if somebody is working on a Monday, it's a little bit more low-key because the salon's technically closed, but if one stylist decides to open her book on a Monday, why not? You know, mm-hmm. there are plenty of people who maybe only a Monday is good for, so they can, you know, I just want to keep any option available that we can right right plus some people may want to come in when there are less people there of course it is a big salon but due to covid concerns or something like that gives them that option too i guess oh yeah that's a great point we actually just had on sunday a client come in for a private appointment and we don't charge any extra for that so if there's somebody out there who like really want to come in, they're missing their salon, but they haven't been back because they're really nervous about COVID. Mm-hmm. We do on Sundays and Mondays, like I said, we have a, a pretty large team. And so there's always someone who's willing to work on a Sunday or Monday, especially if there's a request. So if somebody calls in and they're like, hey, I'm interested in whatever service, highlights, and I want to have a pedicure or whatever, then we can very easily coordinate with the proper team members to mm-hmm. make that available for that appointment. For that appointment on a Sunday or Monday, and, and they'll be the only one in here, just them and the stylist, which is, you know, really great. Yeah, no, that's that's good to know. Well, thank yeah. you, thank you so much, Brittany, for joining us and sharing your story with us and our listeners. I really think your business is a fantastic addition to Hellertown, and so glad that you decided to locate here, and and that the past year has has been positive, even with the ups and downs of COVID nineteen. Oh, thanks, Josh. Yeah, me too. Likewise. And it's been super cool meeting you and getting to work with Stock and Source and now being featured on the podcast here. It's just, it's, I'm really grateful. And I hope that some new neighborhood people will come out and give us a try. And it'll be great. So thanks. Thank you so much for having me.
We've been recording No Rain Date since late 2019, and we've produced a fair number of episodes at this point. We would love to hear your feedback about what we're doing. What makes you tune in every week? What ideas do you have for interview guests? Is there something that you think the podcast is missing? Feel free to share your thoughts, whether they're good, bad, or indifferent with us. You can do that by emailing josh at josh at sockandsource.com. No Rain Date is a local news and information podcast, and we focus on the Saucon Valley. However, our guests are from the Lehigh Valley and beyond. So please try and keep that in the back of your mind when you're thinking about ideas for future episodes. Thank you. No Rain Date is an original production of Sock and Source, LLC. Our theme music is provided by This Way to the Egress. For more great music by them, be sure to follow This Way to the Egress on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Every night, he climbs the